Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Live from Phoenix, the site of Super Bowl 57 on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you in a very special edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. And yes, as Brent Musburger said it in the intro, we kick off our live coverage from Phoenix, Arizona on Radio Row in preparation for Super Bowl 57 between the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles. I'm Ben Wilson, sticking back here in Las Vegas. I'm at the Circus Sportsbook and our studios downtown. Meanwhile, Mike Pritchard, the former Colorado and longtime NFL wide receiver, down at Radio Row in Glendale. Pritch, the setup looks awesome down there. Uh, how, how's the vibe for you as we kick off Super Bowl week? Oh, it's early. Uh, we are kicking off Super Bowl week. It's early, but the vibe is fantastic, though, Ben. I mean, it's incredible uh, just to experience Radio Row from this perspective. v along with DraftKings, uh, hanging out uh, here at Radio Row. We had Kay Adams uh, not too far from us. Now we got Pat McAfee setting up and uh, people are starting to filter into uh, getting ready to do their own broadcasts here live from Radio Row here at the Super Bowl. Pretty, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty special indeed as we kick off our coverage. We'll, yep. be, we'll have these and various shows. Uh, they're on site all week. And for you, Pritch, I mean, you're, you're, no, you're no rookie to at least being a part of the Super Bowl festivities. How, what, what year is this for you at least being part of the buildup to the big game on site? Oh, good Lord. Um, I, okay, so a decade in the league. Um, I went to seven uh, radio rows, seven Super Bowls. Um, and now as a media guy, because I've been in the media longer than my career, Ben, uh, over 20 years, <laughs> 22 years yeah. now, uh, right? Broadcasting. So uh, I can't count how many. Uh, I think it's I think it's equal. I think it's seven and seven, right around seven there. And seven. Okay. Um, seven and seven. We're going to go there. It could have been a few more, uh, but they're not coming to mind right now. But no, it's, it's an awesome experience. I mean, I, I said this last week, you know, this is a convention for the National Football League. And we so happen to crown a champion uh, at our convention here. Uh, for the National Football League. So uh, you're going to see who's who of the National Football League. You're going to see all the legends, all the Hall of Famers, uh, and then certainly some personalities too. So uh, it's just kicking off. It's just getting started. We're going to kick off the official week tonight uh, when we do the opening night here for the National Football League and the Super Bowl. Hey, let's just call it a round, uh, just for an even number, Fifth, 15th Super Bowl Mike Pritchard has been okay. a part of. We'll, we'll round it up 15. <laughs> like that. Uh, right that now, sounds we, good. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it. As we kick off the festivities for the Super Bowl week leading up to the big game, Sunday night market is settled in pretty much uh, definitively mm-hmm. here on Philadelphia minus one and a half a couple of books are at, at uh, Philadelphia minus two but for the most part uh, Eagles minus one and a half total settling in at 50 and a half uh, Pritch will get into a lot of different angles in deep dives as we've been doing over the past week or so on Lombardi line and the pro football blitz but from the overall game perspective 
You had a nice five-hour drive uh, through the desert from Vegas to Phoenix <laughs> yesterday. As this game and the matchup has ruminated more in your mind, uh, where do you stand right now as we kick off the week with the Eagles being a short favorite? You know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I even thought about this on that five-hour trek, uh, Ben, about how defenses win championships, right? And uh, I don't know if that story is going to change. I mean, you got the number one passing offense, uh, one-dimensional offense of that uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and you're going up against uh, the number one pass defense from a pass rushing standpoint, certainly a pass defensive standpoint, too, uh, and the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's strength on strength. We knew that coming into it. Uh, but if defense can win championships, then – you know, maybe that's why the line is indicative of where it's at right now. Who knows? Uh, I did see and witness Patrick Mahomes walking off that plane uh, like a lot of people did uh, yesterday as they arrived here in, in Phoenix area in Arizona. And he wasn't limping at all. And you think about that high ankle sprain, Ben. I mean, walking down a flight of stairs, that could have got tricky for him. But it wasn't. Uh, he handled it. He looks normal. And, and I think as we get closer and closer to the Super Bowl and the excitement of it, he's not going to feel any pain. That's really interesting, especially, too, like, you know everybody's watching you get off the plane when you land for, you know, for <laughs> right. the big game and you got the, you know, right. the, the airplane stairs. They're, you know, it's not, it's, it's not easy to be graceful coming down those right. things. So, so all signs uh, point, point to uh, him being as close to 100% is, is, is probably uh, possible, right, for at, at this point, given right. it's been, what, only a couple weeks since the high ankle sprain led the Chiefs to a win, basically playing on one leg in the AFC Championship game. But I would imagine for you, uh, being more of, an, of the offensive side of the ball in your playing career, that, that's not a big issue for you as we get ready for the game. No, it's not a big issue, not at all. I mean, uh, again, the Super Bowl is about matchups. I mean, uh, you know, if you, you think about the preparation to, and we're going to get into this, I cannot wait to dive into it with you, Ben. Uh, from a preparation standpoint, uh, you know, you know what the team that you're about to face is, what they're going to do, or at least that what they want to establish and their game plan, for instance. Uh, but then do you have favorable matchups? Can you feature matchups, right? Uh, so I, I think it's going to boil down to that. Uh, and then who can adjust uh, from there as well? So typically that's how Super Bowls go. Uh, I think when you have that feeling out period, you might have that for a quarter. We might not even have that. I, I think we might have fireworks uh, because we have two offensive-minded head coaches in this one too. So uh, I, I, am, I am thinking uh, I'm one uh, of the mind from a betting perspective, Ben, that anything and everything is going to happen in the Super Bowl coming up later on this week. Yeah, that's why you've had respected opinions so far on both sides from a side total perspective as we sit right now. And Eagles minus one and a half consensus favorite 50 and a half uh, is the total. We will get into some of the deep dive matchup specific breakdowns as we continue on the show some of the news and notes from around the league because we have more coordinator hires just from over the weekend so we'll get Pritch's thoughts on that uh, really excited too to bring in Solomon Wilcox later uh, on in the show a longtime uh, NFL vet and uh, NFL and CBS analyst and, and former uh, fellow Colorado Buffalo alum Pritch I know you're I know you're excited for that I'm sure you were you were thrilled when that was guest number one on our uh, our list of guests yes. for Radio Row right Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, very, very legendary buff to uh, Solomon Wilcox. I mean, he played in Super Bowl 23 uh, with the uh, with the Bengals against Joe Montana. Uh, so his insight, I think, is going to be so valuable from a defensive player's uh, perspective. Right, Ben? And uh, Solly is one of the best, too, when it comes to being an analyst. And uh, he just had a drop. He just dropped a podcast not too long ago with Eric Bieniemy. Uh, right after they defeated the Bengals in the AFC Conference Championship game. So he's going to have some insights uh, as well for us as betters. Uh, wh what's going on with Kansas City? What's going on with Patrick Mahomes in that offense as well? That's fascinating. And I remember we had Salman yeah. on, on the network last year as a former Bengal kind of talking to us as, uh, through the Bengal perspective leading up to that Super Bowl between the Bengals and Rams. Uh, Salman will join us a little bit later in the show, 1.30 on the East Coast uh, that Salman will stop by uh, Pritch again at Radio Row as we kick off our coverage live from Phoenix in the build-up to Super Bowl 57. You, you think about the offense for Kansas City, and it's, it's where we'll start at least from the injury report to get everybody caught up to speed. Uh, Andy Reid coming out and saying the odds of Miko Hardman playing were, were not likely. He's been downgraded to right. doubtful with the ongoing pelvis injury for Kansas City. However, Reed was more optimistic on two of his other banged-up wide receivers, Kadarius Toney and Juju Smith-Schuster, each questionable right now with individual injuries. Toney with an ankle, Smith-Schuster with a knee injury. Uh, Pritch, as a former wide receiver, I have to imagine you're, mm -hmm. you're going to be paying very close attention to what the practice reports and the news coming out of the KC camp looks like with those wide receivers specifically all week. 
Right, absolutely. I, I think the, the fellas, uh, the players on both sides, they're going to dive into practices uh, come Wednesday. Uh, you know, right now you kind of get a, you know, you get a good lather going, you get worked out, uh, Ben, and you do some weightlifting, uh, and then do your, all your media obligations to tomorrow, uh, more of the same uh, as you relax a little bit, but then you gear it up uh, on Wednesday as you uh, get ready for the Super Bowl. But uh, that's really the telling story, I think, from an injury standpoint. And we highlighted this, too, before on Pro Football Blitz about uh, my key injury to watch out for would be Juju. Uh, I, I think Tony has dealt with injuries his entire career so far. Uh, he might be active, um, but I don't know how effective he's going to be. <laughs> he dropped a touchdown pass uh, in a conference mm -hmm. championship game, too. So uh, I, I think uh, for Kansas City to have a lot of success, a high level of success that they want, uh, I think Juju Smith-Schuster has to be healthy or at least be effective uh, uh, in any way possible out there for the Chiefs. And what's interesting, too, we're, we're going to wait and see, you know, at least how the prop market handles this. Throughout the mm -hmm. early buildup, props were released Monday morning last week. So props have been up for about seven days for most players, but not until today, Mike, have we gotten props released on the wide receivers for Kansas City because of what we just talked about, because of the lack of right. information and the doubts on, on, on the availability for them coming in. So uh, with these numbers now posted, I see DraftKings has posted numbers. Juju Smith-Schuster set at 34 and a half on his receiving mm -hmm. props. So again, if you're just getting into the to the market, maybe you saw some of the props as a better early in last week. You didn't see any of these Chiefs wide receivers. We have some numbers for you now. So Smith-Schuster, 34 and a half. Uh, seeing Valdez, Scantling, 36 and a half. Uh, no, no sign yet of either Canarius Tony, no Justin Watson, who has been taken off the injury report, is a uh, has, has been a full participant so far in the early practices for the Chiefs. Had an illness last week, so interesting numbers to say the least. Pritchett S certainly some reduced uh, loads based on the season averages, but uh, those are those are numbers where if you have confidence, depending on how the week goes, and either of those wide receivers could be some over opportunities there in those mid thirties ranges. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, that's that's a tricky number. Uh, just to come out with without watching him practice or, or getting any kind of reports uh, about how he's moving around out there. So, um, you know, Andy Reid said they're optimistic, uh, which is a good sign. I mean, that's a good sign. We'll see. I mean, that's almost a game time decision uh, when you think about it. But I really love the running back uh, prop situations uh, from a receiving yard standpoint. Uh, ben, you know, the true essence of the West Coast offense. Who's the halfback uh, for the Chiefs? And that halfback is McKinnon. Uh, and he's sitting at, what, 22 and a half we have here on the board. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, we got information that he's really not uh, that receiver type of guy. But uh, I think McKinnon's at an attractive number at 22 and a half. I mean, that's almost uh, in the range of a Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, it's interesting because the AFC Championship game, and I wonder if this was just a matchup-specific thing, but Isaiah Pacheco ran 26 routes. That was a season high. He mm -hmm. doubled the number of right. routes McKinnon ran. As you look at the X's and O's, are you a believer, Mike, that, that 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 usage was more just conducive to the matchup, or is that more of a sign of potential things to come in the Super Bowl? No, I think it's more of a sign because um, you're facing the number one pass defense and the number one uh, defense that gets after the passer, too. Uh, you got to put them on uh, or you have to create the uh, possibility that they have to think uh, as opposed to pinning their ears back and going after Patrick Mahomes. And therefore, you can release running backs. And I, I think McKinnon, I, I would lean McKinnon, but Pacheco at 12 and a half, I, I might take a shot at that, too. Yeah, that's been, that's been a very uh, popular number, too. I, I know Pacheco, uh, just updating this at DraftKings, has been bet up two yards already, up to 14 and a half. So we'll, mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll see okay. how those numbers evolve throughout the week. Much more prop discussion for us coming up. We will again have Solomon Wilcox joining the show in our number two as we kick off our coverage live from Phoenix on Radio Row in the build-up to Super Bowl 57. Up next, though, Pritch, some news and notes around the league. Multiple teams have hired defensive coordinators. We'll get Mike's thoughts on that as we're just getting started. Very special edition of the Lombardi line. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. 
affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard, live from Phoenix, the site of Super Bowl 57 on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Back on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Look at that. If you're watching us on, uh, on, the, on the Visa app, YouTube TV, the look at the radio row set up at Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix where our Mike Pritchard is set up live kicking off our coverage throughout the week here on VEASAN. We have a bunch of shows uh, throughout the week that will be uh, right there in, in Pritch's spot. But Pritch, you're the one who gets to kick things off there. So uh, great great, uh, yeah. great to be with you. As I'm, I'm Ben Wilson here in Las Vegas, Mike Pritchard uh, there in Phoenix. Yeah, you know what, Ben? Actually, I followed uh, Russ uh, Tucker uh, in terms of his podcast that he does, okay. the Russ yeah. Tucker podcast. That was also very, very nice to watch that in person. Um, and then you had the sweat uh, with Emerson and Jesse uh, from DraftKings as well. I uh, was able to sit in with them along with Stormy uh, uh, here on the set, too. So we're breaking this thing in, uh, getting everybody ready to go uh, this week. Uh, certainly uh, as we get closer and closer to kickoff. I mean, yeah, by like Wednesday, yeah, that set might be falling apart with all the with how much <laughs> it action it's going to be getting. Uh, no, I, right. I, I, right. I kid. It will be a very fun week uh, down there uh, on Radio <laughs> Row. Uh, again, Solomon Wilcox will join us in hour number two, giving his perspective on the big game uh, NFL analyst, longtime NFL vet as well. As far as the news, news and notes so around the league, Mike, uh, there, while the Super Bowl is, is right now in the forefront of everybody's mind, there's also a lot of moving parts and uh, and, and kind of positioning here going into next season with coordinators being hired. You as a former Denver Bronco and, and someone who's still very close to that organization, I'm, I'm, I know you've been following what's been happening behind the scenes there as the Broncos lose their defensive coordinator, Azir Rivero, officially hired over the weekend by the Carolina Panthers, was, was allowed by the team uh, to, to move on. And so you look at uh, the fit now for Carolina, who was a solid defensive team, but decide that organization decides not to retain Steve Wilkes as an interim coach. What do you make of Averro now uh, heading into Carolina? They're taking over as at DC. Averro's a hot name. Uh, you know, the, the Broncos actually asked him to be their interim head coach, and he turned that down once they fired uh, Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, but no, he's he's one of those uh, up and coming coaches. A lot of respect in the coaching circles and NFL circles uh, that a lot of teams and GMs had their eye on. Uh, right. Uh, I know he interviewed for a number of jobs. I uh, didn't get him. Uh, and then Denver, I think, with Sean Payton, they actually wanted him back because the continuity uh, that's so important in the National Football League. You keep that uh, with an elite defense with that coordinator, but they couldn't uh, agree to that. I think he he was more of a Hackett guy. Uh, right. So, Ben, he goes over to Carolina where I think 
you know, he's going to have his work cut out for him because the personnel that they have over there is not what Denver has had the last two weeks, two years, or last few years, if you will, uh, with Vic Fangio and similar schemes, uh, that continuity that uh, Ivero enjoyed. But so now he's going to have to put his fingerprints in, in his, he's going to have to stamp. Uh, this defense, you know, uh, and, and change it, I, I think, a little bit. But they got some young players that I think he's excited about. But uh, if if we expect, as betters expect, Vero to pick up where he left off with Denver over and now at Carolina, I, I wouldn't do that. I would not do that at all. Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, about the offseason uh, and then how much more talent they can certainly get there in Carolina. Right, a unit that was 19th in points allowed, bottom 10 in, in overall yards allowed in 2022. Do you have some solid young pieces though? You have a guy like Brian Burns on, mm -hmm. on, the, on the edge as a rusher. And then uh, you know, Bradley Chin or Jeremy Chin and uh, J.C. Horn in the secondary, who have been very solid young pieces. Uh, X's and O's wise, what what sort of scheme are you expecting uh, Carolina to look like now defensively with Avero at the helm? Well, Avero runs that four-two-five uh, look uh, a lot of times, and that extra safety, the the you know all the time nickel defense, if you will. You know, a lot of teams are doing that. Uh, and you're right; it's all about the pass rush too, and, and can they generate pressure? Uh, you know, defensive coordinators they don't change too much. I mean, uh, some guys are blitz happy, some guys are not. Uh, a lot of a lot of defense will blitz; they'll bring an extra guy if they need to. Uh, but the four-two-five gives them flexibility uh, for today's offenses, if you will, trying to spread everybody out. But uh, again, I, I think they need a few more pieces, though, Ben. I mean, the offseason really will will tell a lot. Coaches become better coaches with better players. <laughs> and he had outstanding players in Denver on that defensive unit. So, uh, again, I mean, it's a big name, a good hire. I think it's a good hire out there for where uh, Carolina's at and what they need to build upon. Yeah, do you think about you know, Carolina going into going into the draft? I mean, it won't be as, as high of a pick as maybe potentially thought because of the poor start that resulted in Matt Rule's firing, mm -hmm. but still have the, you know, have the number nine uh, pick coming in to the 2023 yeah. draft. Uh, the other big news from over the weekend as far as coordinator hiring, it's, it's that Schottenheimer guy, Brian Schottenheimer. He's back, <laughs> offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys after head coach Mike McCarthy was confirmed to now be into a play-calling role. First time he's been in a play-calling role since his final season as head coach with the Green Bay Packers. How, how should we expect this to work out there in Big D? Well, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I, I think he's up against it. Talking about McCarthy, the head coach, um, if, if he's up against it, you know, why not call the place? I mean, they could have kept Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore was more of a Jerry Jones guy. Um, and so they had to make it work. As we saw uh, McCarthy not calling plays, it was more Kellen Moore. Uh, but with Schottenheimer, Schottenheimer was on his staff anyway. He was a consultant. Uh, you know, from a consultant thing, you're in the room. You're, you're going over strategy. You're maybe going over game plans with everybody, too. So you're familiar uh, with, um, I don't know. I mean, actually, Dallas did clean house a little bit with a lot of coaches. So, uh, But you are familiar with the players, right? And, and I think that's the main thing. So the dynamic. I mean, we're going back to the whole Mike Holmgren tree now, Ben, and, and what, what happened in Green Bay and certainly what started out of San Francisco. The play caller slash head coach will call the plays, but the coordinator will come up with the game plan. So that's the dynamic in place now in Dallas. And um, Schottenheimer is going to be responsible for the game plans each and every week. And certainly as a play caller, you got to feel confident about that if you're Mike McCarthy. So uh, I, I think they've worked together long enough to feel comfortable. Uh, but you're right. I mean, the highlight or, or the emphasis on that offense is now going to be on, on Schottenheimer. Right. It's, it's funny how there's usually that criticism that you hear. And I know you've talked about it before. Players, coaches always say, look, at NFL, it's just kind of this circular motion type league. Guys always get second right. chances and get recycled into the coaching pool. <laughs> you, have, you have Ryan Schottenheimer, who last time we saw him in the NFL was the passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for a, a awful Jacksonville Jaguars offense. It was the worst offense in the league. That was the year Urban Meyer was, was fired midway through Trevor Lawrence's rookie season. Before that was the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks and was notoriously run heavy in the prime of Russell Wilson's career when Wilson was kind of toward the end of his Seattle career. So, you know, look, the, the results have not really been there when Schottenheimer has been a coordinator or a coach in these offensive systems yet. It just kind of feels, Mike, like you keep getting the recycling of name going on, and, uh, and that, at least on the surface, appears to be the case in Dallas. Oh, absolutely, Ben. I mean, it's a fraternity, the National Football League. I'm a, still a card-carrying member, right? But <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's, a, it's a fraternity. It really is. I mean, uh, we, we use the phrase or the words or recycle, but um, a lot of it's respect, but a lot of it's trust. It, it really is. I mean, if you're McCarthy, uh, I don't know 
any other coaches or many other coaches out there that you will probably trust, right? Uh, from a play calling standpoint or, or, or a, game, uh, a game strategy standpoint, offensive coordinating, coordinating the offense standpoint. So uh, I think the familiarity as well as trust played a role uh, in this. But uh, McCarthy as a play caller, I mean, if the game plans are not that great or creative, then, you know, that's all he's working with. No, okay, Pollard's coming back from injury. We, we don't know about Zeke, the offensive line. Okay, the weapons, Dak uh, certainly is a great quarterback uh, in his own right that way. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going to change for the better. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. even know if McCarthy's a better play caller than Kellen Moore, to be honest with you. Uh, but that's what Dallas is working with right now. And the Chargers certainly felt like Kellen Moore still had some value, more parts ways with the team after four years. <laughs> Immediately, Immediately, <too. laughs> yeah, within 24 hours, hired by the Chargers as their offensive coordinator. Now, now he gets to work with a, uh, another uh, young quarterback in Justin Herbert uh, on the rise there right. for the Chargers. Uh, the one other piece of of uh, hiring, at least on the coordinator front. This actually comes out this morning. It's not official, but expected to be finalized soon. The Saints to hire Joe Woods as defensive coordinator. <laughs> now you have Dennis Allen, the head coach, who is a defensive play caller already, but the Saints kind of quietly fired both of their co-defensive coordinators. Woods and Allen have worked together in the past in the Raiders organization. It, it is an interesting uh, hire to go, and, and yet another case of familiarity, I would think, more than anything, Pritch. Yeah, I mean, Allen, again, he's calling plays. He needs a coordinator. Um, thank goodness for the Saints that Joe Woods isn't going to be calling uh, the plays out there defensively. But I, you know, I, I have zero respect for him uh, as a coach. Uh, and that's, that's way back in the Denver days, Ben. So uh, he's jumping around. He's jumping around. Uh, he's, he was in Cleveland for a while, and that defense went down the drain. Um, and think about the players he had, too. Better players are supposed to make you better as a defensive coordinator. He got worse. Uh, and, and so now he lands in, in New Orleans. So I know New Orleans has a playoff caliber defense. They've had that uh, in place for a number of years. Uh, hopefully Joe Woods won't ruin that. Uh, but Dennis <laughs> Allen looking for, looking for help from a coordinator standpoint. Yeah, Joe Woods fired after three seasons as Browns defensive coordinator. Browns just became a, an over machine throughout the season as, yeah. as their defense continued to struggle. So those are the latest coordinator hirings as we kick off the week, building up to the Super Bowl. Of course, the big game, though. That's on the forefront of everybody's minds. When we return, time to get into our deep dive. We'll break down the trenches, O-line versus D-line, as we continue live from the site of the Super Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona, here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard, live from Phoenix, the site of Super Bowl 57 on VSEN, the sports betting network. Do you have questions about betting on the Super Bowl, wondering about how to hedge, or maybe you're looking for unusual props or insights from one of our hosts? The VSEN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at vsen.com slash helpdesk, and it can be answered by our experts on air or on vsen.com. I don't know, maybe maybe you can ask uh, Mike Pritchard, favorite Favorite Super Bowl week memory. I don't know. There's Pritch on, on set here live at the big game on Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona. Mike Pritchard, the former NFL wide receiver, joining me. I'm Ben Wilson over at Circa. Someone had, someone had to stay back in Vegas, Pritch. You know, this city uh, this city still had to operate uh, while you okay. guys are down in Phoenix. So I'm glad uh, you're holding it down for everybody. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no need to worry uh, about anything okay. going on. I know there was a lot of festivities, too, uh, here in Vegas for the Pro Bowl. Uh, what? How how many people would you estimate, Pritch? Just get right on that, uh, right on those flights, or, or in the car, and just go straight from straight from Vegas, right over to Phoenix, and just keep the party going right. there among your NFL. Oh, brethren. just about everybody. Uh, yeah, just about everybody. I mean, <laughs> you know, you might hang out for a few more days uh, in Vegas and get some golf in, but then you're going to come out here uh, and start to get some golf in and start to co uh, connect and uh, catch up with everybody. So, yeah, I mean, that, the football. The NFL is just leaving Vegas for time being uh, and then going to migrate down south to Arizona, down to Phoenix for the Super Bowl. Uh, then start it all up again, though, right? Uh, next year, building up for the big game uh, out there in Vegas uh, in 2024. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like a, yes, a year from now in, <laughs> right? our, in our backyard where we're based here at uh, yes. for, for, for Visa, at least. But uh, for now, as we, we get know in how to now, party, too. Yeah. Now. Uh, I, we know I've how to heard. party out I've, there. I've, 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 I mean, Mike, you, you, know, you grew up here, so you can, you, you can say more about yes. it than I can. You, you, know, you really know. Um, as we build up now for the game this Sunday, uh, so much of our preparation, Pritch, we think about it from the X's and O's standpoint, points from the individual matchups. So when you think about the all the different elite units that both teams have 
and how they're going to match up mm -hmm. against each other, uh, it, it creates some very interesting elements, kind of like in the trenches, especially with the offensive lines. Uh, we'll start with the Philadelphia injury updates there because that's, that's the one piece of concern for arguably the best offensive line in the game, the Philadelphia Eagles, with three pro bowlers out of the five starters. But two of their pro bowls come in somewhat banged up. You have Lane Johnson, the right tackle, who re-aggravated a groin injury in the NFC Championship game. He's questionable, expected to play, has not practiced yet in the buildup for Philadelphia. Same deal at the left guard position for Landon Dickerson. He ex uh, hyperextended a, uh, a left elbow in the NFC Championship game. So both guys, like we're, we're going to see him on the field. The question will become, though, how close to 100% are they? Uh, so far, not a ton of updates out of the Philadelphia camp. Pritch, how, mu how much do you expect to see them on the practice field this week in the buildup? Purely from a betting uh, perspective, I mean, they'll go through the walkthroughs, they'll go through uh, a portion of the practice, but you, you got to get them to the game, though, Ben, and that's that's the ultimate goal, getting everybody to the game uh, ready to go. You don't want to re-aggravate any type of injury. You don't want anything to have a setback. You know, we, we got the news about Travis Kelsey right before the conference championship game uh, and his back spasms, and that was a shocker to me. It didn't affect the line. Obviously, you know, people are like, he's going to play. Uh, and so that's how I would look at it from a betting perspective, too. You know, adrenaline is is a good thing. In fact, it's a great thing uh, because the, the level of adrenaline that these players are going to build uh, is going to help them overcome any painful situation, any injury situation, as long as they can function, right? Uh, and we just saw Patrick Mahomes uh, gut through that high ankle sprain. So as a better, I mean, I know these guys aren't going to be 100%. I get it. But... The adrenaline, uh, the game, the stage, the fact that you're playing for a championship, all that goes out the window for me. Uh, I, I believe that these yeah. guys are going to be effective, uh, and, and I believe uh, that their teammates and their coaches believe that they're going to be highly effective as well. And at the end of the day, too, you're going to line up a first-team All-Pro, likely future Hall of Fame center in Jason Kelsey. Right. Right across from the first-team All-Pro defensive tackle Chris Jones for Kansas City. As, as you think about the X's and O's here, uh, how likely? Right. How likely is it? And let's just say that from Steve Spagnuolo's coordinator position, if you line up Chris Jones right on the nose of the football, right across from Kelsey, how do you see that impacting the game with two of the best players in the trenches, literally separated by just inches? When whenever the ball is snapped there, when the Eagles have it. Yeah, the biggest problem for an offensive line uh, is when the center is covered. Uh, I was waiting to, to to unveil that for our deep deep dive here. So. Uh, when a center is uncovered, you can get to so many different things in your offense, especially with a 4-2-5 defense. Uh, I mean, just inside zone, uh, for instance, because it, it looks – you can make inside zone look like um, – uh, for, from a deception standpoint, you can dress it up and make it look like something completely different, right? So, for instance, if you are effective running between the guards and your guard uh, looks like he's pulling, but yet he's going to get up to the second level, now you're creating flow. And then, so what do you have off of that? You have deep play action. You have rollouts from the quarterback uh, and stuff like that. You have RPO, uh, too. So, but what the center covered now you can't run so much inside zone and create that flow action. I mean, you could try, uh, but Chris Jones is so good at getting off of blocks and, and certainly splitting blocks uh, or getting in through gaps. So that's going to be a problem. I, I don't know how many times, I can't quantify how many times I expect him to be over the nose, but uh, I do mm -hmm. expect Spags to kind of change it up that way because you got to neutralize Kelsey. Kelsey on the, on the perimeter as a blocker uh, as a big advantage. You know, Lane Johnson uh, as a puller, uh, if, if he's going to kick out or, or if he's going to actually pull in a counter action, that kind of thing uh, is, a, is a weapon, too. So to neutralize all that, I mean, I, I think you have to cover up Travis, uh, not Travis, but Jason Kelsey uh, there at the center position for the Eagles. That's why we do the deep, deep dive, Pritch, because we need to figure yeah. out how effective can the Eagles, uh, <laughs> the Eagles run game be how, if, because if they're having right. success. And Kansas City is forced to to be more aggressive defending that. Then it opens up the pass game for Jalen Hurts. And if, if that is the case, you are going to have a multidimensional Eagles offense that is likely to have success. I'm, I'm a believer in that playing out in the game flow. But there's obviously things that the Chiefs can do. It's just a matter of mm -hmm. effectiveness. And, and that's why the deep, deep dive is, is so fascinating. Because if it's, if it's not Jones, that's the other thing you think about. Who else can kind of help, right, for Kansas City. I have to think for, uh, for a guy like Chris Jones, he can't do it all himself, Pritch, even though he can be a big impact. Yeah, he's going to be a big impact. I mean, McDuffie being back is going to help, uh, too. He got banged up along the, uh, along the year. Uh, but he's a rookie guy that can help secure the edge, too. Uh, Carl Loftus, I mean, he's fresh from college, and he's facing a college offense. So he's going to recognize a lot of this stuff. 
Uh, and I don't know if people are talking about this. Uh, George Kalafkis, I mean, he could be the, the X factor uh, in this game, depending on how Spags uses him, right? And, uh, you know, effective at getting after the passer, but the recognition, because remember how Bosa got exposed to the, to the wide zone or to the edges? Uh, he could really get off blocks. He got caught inside a few times, too. Uh, yeah. But Kalafkis, who is fresh from college, now he's, he's used to this kind of action. He's used to uh, seeing a tackle cross block across the line of scrimmage or, or a tight end uh, or something like that or somebody trying to set the edge uh, that way. So uh, I'll be curious to see how that plays out in this game. I, I think that's an X factor. X factor potential as we, uh, we line up both, of, both sides of the ball. Yeah, <laughs> Potentially. Uh, I, look, it, 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 there's, you're always trying to find the angles too for which players could step up that are maybe unheralded. Everybody going to be watching Chris right. Jones on the Kansas City uh, defensive line of the ball. As we flip it around here, watch, watch what happens when the Chiefs have the ball on offense with their mm-hmm. O-line going up against this vaunted Philadelphia pass rush, leads the league uh, in sacks, getting to 70 on the season. Uh, if you look at the way that, that Andy Reid will try to to neutralize what Philadelphia does, especially with Patrick Mahomes coming in, even though he looks closer and closer to 100%, still dealing with a high ankle sprain from a couple weeks ago. Uh, right. what's, what's the most important thing you're keying in on when it's Philly rushing the passer versus the Chiefs in pass pro? Well, it, it really is, um, you know, Philly rushing the passer. It's all about that because the Chiefs, they are one-dimensional at this point. I mean, I think they can be effective running the ball in the red zone, which they have to do. Uh, but out in the field between the 20s is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's going against all pro, though, James Bradbury. Uh, you know, you think about Hassan Reddick, Reddick too, uh, another all pro player. Um, they are stacked uh, defensively and talking about the Eagles. Uh, but was curious, and I thought about this on my trek here, driving to Arizona. Ben, is remember that line uh, with the 49ers and the Eagles? I mean, it was hovering around three, right? Yeah. Um, and that was going into it with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Now, I know the 49ers wanted to run the football and do all that, and maybe that held the line true. But then when Brock got hurt, Josh Johnson got hurt, you know, everything went down the toilet essentially for the 49ers offense. But this is Patrick Mahomes, man. Uh, and, and so I know what the line is right now, too. And, and so what I'm suggesting is that I don't – I think they'll have a, they'll have a, a solution uh, for that Eagles defense. I don't know what it is yet. Uh, still investigating on that. Uh, but I have a great idea that certainly getting rid of the ball quickly, uh, but the screen game too, kind of neutralizing and slowing down uh, what the Eagles want to do uh, defensively. That, that has to play a big role in my opinion as well. And that, that's why a prop like Isaiah Pacheco has been really, really popular, getting some yeah. steam from uh, 12 and a half up to 14 and a half on his receiving yards. If you believe he can be a threat coming out of the backfield. And for as much talk as, as we, we give to Philadelphia on their O-line, how elite they are, yep. let's not forget Kansas City graded out top eight in both pass and run blocking this season. Mm-hmm. And they have two second team all pros and, a, and an additional pro bowler in that. So it's not like this is some uh, dregs of the lean unit, right, for KC? No, it's not. I mean, uh, and KC, look look at who they played this year. My goodness, and, and played very well. I mean, I know the games that they lost uh, could have gone either way, I think. And that could be the Super Bowl, too. Uh, but, you know, they destroyed the 49ers, too. So I, it, it's one of the better offenses that we've seen in quite a while. Very efficient, too. It's going to be a fascinating matchup, not only yeah. in the trenches, but uh, the rest of the game, especially for the two quarterbacks. We're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes. He had an interesting soundbite as we get into some of the media narratives. We'll discuss that next, live from the Super Bowl here on the Lombardi Line. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Live from Phoenix, the site of Super Bowl 57 on VSEN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. So share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. As we're back on a very special edition of the Lombardi Line Kicking off our coverage live from Super Bowl 57, Mike Pritchard on site at Radio Row. I'm Ben Wilson back in Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Pritch, as we kick off now, this the real, the real big week here leading up to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know it's all about media narratives in general. Uh, we get, we're going to get all the sports talk, radio, sound bites here throughout the week. Uh, no, no narrative more driven home than, I would say, the, the generic quarterback uh, talk, right, and legacies. Because, uh, what, the media night, it's, uh, it's tonight, right? Uh, everybody's going to be... Like coming into town here and, and getting to mingle. So I know you're, you're, you're probably mentally prepared, right, to, to see these ridiculous questions from journalists all over the world <laughs> ask. Yeah, it's crazy. Opening night uh, is tonight uh, for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be revved up big time. And then uh, I think the madness starts tomorrow uh, in full effect, right? Uh, but, yeah, you can only ask so many questions and you can only be creative so many different ways. And, and you know, you're right. People are going to have a narrative that they want to create for their stories and uh, they'll see if they can capture that. But that's the job. I mean, uh, I think when I was on the other side as a player mingling through and then the whole build up for a Super Bowl, uh, you were always coached about that situation. But now on this side, I'm like, I want to find some information. You know, I want to get some action now uh, on a game. So, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see how everybody handles that, though. It's, it's funny, too, because you know, the point you make is really it, it should be well taken because, like, if you're in this position, you kind of know that it comes with the territory, right, if you make it to the Super Bowl right. at this point as a player. <laughs> so here, here's how the week started, at least for Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, getting asked uh, if he's thinking about taking over for Tom Brady as the face of the league. It's not, I don't think, any extra responsibility. I mean, I'm just trying to go out there and win football games and win and win championships, and this is the biggest game of them all. And so uh, it's not about being the face of the league or anything like that. It's about being uh, the best teammate you could possibly be and uh, doing whatever you can to win football games. And that, that other, the other stuff kind of handles itself, and um, it's, it's obviously a, a good part of it. If you're winning Super Bowls, usually you get a little bit more media and a, little, a few more commercials, I guess you would say. But at the end of the day, man, I just want to get in this building uh, – be with my teammates and, and go out there and win football games. 
It's just funny, Pritch, because on the surface, I just go, <laughs> all right, massive viral. Like, what do we really we have to do that? Yet at the same time, like, uh -huh. these are games that, that define legacies. And I would argue that Patrick Mahomes probably solidified his, uh, his Canton-type legacy with winning a game in the AFC Championship game pretty much on one foot. But will that be forgotten if the Chiefs don't actually win this game? Uh, as far as the whole comp you know, comparison between Tom Brady and, and Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes is in a position where you know, with, with a win this week would, uh, would, would be right. very, very close to what Tom Brady had done through his first six NFL seasons. And that's, that's going to be something that gets factored into the market where Mahomes is one of the uh, heavy favorites, along with Jalen Hurts, to be Super Bowl MVP this week. So a really interesting uh, next uh, six days coming up here for Mahomes in Kansas City. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I don't know uh, if that's the whole – you think that's the narrative already created? Oh, you think that's oh, going to persist during the week? Yeah. yeah, comparing him to Brady, you know, Brady on, on on site too here at the Super Bowl, all that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, as players, we're, ultimately we're going to get prepared uh, or, or pre um, compared to people, yeah. right? Or, I think when you're in this stratosphere – uh, like uh, Patrick Mahomes is, each and every year he's ended up in an AFC Conference Championship game uh, as a starting quarterback. Uh, that Who else can you compare that to? Nobody, really. And so, I mean, I, I think Patrick uh, and that soundbite, that was authentic too, by the way. Um, and I don't know perception or narrative or not. Uh, I just know what Eric Bieniemy has said about the young man. And that Patrick is all about team and he's all about being competitive. He's all about winning. Like his rookie year, um, you think about Steinberg as his agent, he didn't have endorsements. And that was something that Patrick didn't want because he wasn't the starter. I didn't want to focus on learning to be a quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, but then after he became a quarterback, got to the conference championships and the OK Super Bowls, now you see him all over the place from an endorsement standpoint. So uh, it really is all about winning. Uh, and, and I think when you're on this level, the legacy thing will take care of itself. I mean, people are going to write and, and talk about whatever they want, uh, but you can't deny the start of this guy's career uh, is historic. Uh, he's already a Hall of Famer uh, in a lot of people's books, but uh, what he's going to do with the rest of his career, uh, that's, that's the narrative to me, uh, right? I mean, yeah. is it going to compare to Brady? Is it going to be similar to that? I mean, if it is, that's incredible. That would be a treat, but I – I don't know if he's going to take pressure on that. I mean, I don't know what to build off of that that narrative right now. Well, and look, to me, he's already he is a Hall of Famer at this point. And this, yeah. this week will, look, regardless of what happens, it should not dampen the, the legacy of Mahomes. But, you know, statistically, we showed the comparison. I mean, he's he's basically doing what Brady did and, and then some through his first six seasons as yeah. a QB. Uh, it, look, you, but you think about how the matchup will actually work out this week and whether it's worth actually betting on Mahomes at Super Bowl, as a Super Bowl MVP. Would you rather, you know, mm -hmm. say – bet the Chiefs on the money line at plus 105 or would you try to get 20 more cents and feel like you have enough confidence in just betting Mahomes to win MVP at plus 125 the question you have to answer is okay how how do the voters look at this if if they're thinking Kansas City wins the game is there a world where Mahomes is not named MVP I don't know do you do you see a world in which that's the case no I don't even see a parallel world <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. way man I mean uh if if because they're one-dimensional like I, I mean uh you know, run after the catch is something that's interesting because you can see, like, say Travis Kelsey goes out there and hurdles a few defenders and scores a spectacular touchdown uh, to win the game. I mean, okay, that might uh, steal it away from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but, you know, if, if they're going to have to score 28-plus points uh, and they're going to do it throwing a the football, then Patrick Mahomes is going to have four touchdown passes, right? I mean, um, I, I don't know how you get away from that narrative from an MVP standpoint. Uh, now, uh, it, it, it could be more risky as opposed to just uh, taking the money line with the Chiefs uh, and laying it that way or, or taking it that way. But uh, I, I, I have a ticket on him 7-1 to win regular season MVP. So I'm okay with there that. Uh, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, uh, different direction for me. But I, I, I wouldn't be mad at people uh, going in that direction. I mean, he would control that narrative, I think. Yeah. And look, if you're making the case for Kansas City and wanting to bet them this week, it's pretty simple. Philadelphia yeah. has the number one pass defense in the league, but have only right. faced two quarterbacks who grade in the top 10 of overall expected points added per play this season. Patrick Mahomes led the league in that exact category. Are, are you <laughs> of the belief that the, the lack of, the lack of uh, you know, true depth as far as opposing quarterbacks the Eagles have played and, and this whole narrative on soft schedule, is that enough for you to believe that this Eagles defense might not be as good as the stats would indicate? Well, um, I, I, I think the Eagles defense is really, really good. Um, 
But Patrick Mahomes has the ability to be better than that, right? Um, but a lot of things are going to have to go right, I, I think, for Kansas City. Uh, I think defensively, the Eagles, they have a rotation that not people are talking about uh, when you have Ndamukong Sue and Jordan Davis and people like that as backups now. Uh, you know, Sweat uh, doesn't get mentioned as much as Reddick at this point. Uh, and then you have Slay and Bradbury uh, manning the corners, the edges there. And then in the middle of the field from a safety position, uh, it's pretty good too. So this, this defense is real. Um, I know the competition is, is a competition. The, the people are on your schedule. That's all you can take care of. Uh, but they did it in dominating fashion at times, too, though. But uh, if you're asking me in terms of which type of players uh, can overcome a defense like that, then, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is in that category. That's a really good distinction to make, too, because both statements can be true. <laughs> Philadelphia yeah. still is an elite, elite defense despite the so-called weak strength of schedule, which I, I personally believe mm -hmm. is a, a totally fugazi argument that people are going to make this week. It's totally <laughs> ridiculous. Like, you, you've, you, you, don't, you aren't that elite – even if you like, even if even if you don't play a, a strong schedule, you don't put up those sorts of numbers if you aren't a legitimately right. good defense, which Philadelphia has been. At the same token, Patrick Mahomes has the single-natured ability as the most talented player in this specific game to take over the game and, and win it pretty much on his own with a superhuman performance. It's it's why you're seeing him priced that way to win MVP. Having said all that, you have made a Super Bowl MVP bet. I know already, Pritch. Uh, mm -hmm. Where where did you end up looking on deeper on the board? Miles Sanders, um, you know, it was a long shot, but I think the long shot can come into play uh, because of the nature of that offense for the Eagles. You know, there's a number of players on that offense that can win MVP, a number of positions. How about that? I think it's a quarterback award. Uh, last year we saw Cooper Cup win it. You know, it took him, what, the, the winning touchdown, scoring the winning mm -hmm. touchdown, that kind of thing, uh, off the year that he had, the sensational season that he had. But Miles Sanders uh, in the top five rusher, uh, in the National Football League, and when it comes to big plays, he's in the top four. Uh, and he had two touchdowns in the conference championship. I, I think the Eagles build on that. Uh, they're going to have to run the football. So there, there's where, where my money's at right now for nice. MVP. It's a nice number. Some books have moved that all, all the way down to 22 to 1 now on Sanders doing yeah. MVP for Philadelphia. We will resume our deep, deep dive when we return talking pass game versus secondary in the Super Bowl. We're just getting started. Our coverage live from Super Bowl 57 here on the Lombardi Line. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.